Hello, beautiful rebel. It is Sam Goldsmith here and welcome to Her Great Rebellion, the podcast. This is the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo that results in radical self-acceptance, radical trust in yourself and radical trust in the universe. Through thought work, sacred medicine and radical rebellion, we remember who we really are. So let's connect and breathe together for a few moments as we usually do. Breathing gently in through the nose and out through a slightly open mouth. Breathing with an easy natural rhythm and allowing the body to take some deeper and some more shallow breaths. Knowing that it, as it does this, it's gently recalibrating itself to ease. In through the nose and out through the mouth. Remembering that breathing together in this way when we meet is an entry point to a sacred dimension. This is a moment to remember and recognize yourself as sacred, to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling, and sacred understanding within you. As you breathe now, connect to your heart connect to this area of energy that you feel around your physical heart. And as you do, give your heart permission to travel up to the mind and to gently quieten it down. Allowing that quietness now to move over the top of your physical head and run down the length of your body, coating it in a layer of calm. And as we continue to gently breathe, let's sense the divine being underneath that layer of calm. Breathing here, let's give this divine being permission to hear, to interpret, to process, and to feel anything and everything in the perfect way for our highest good. Okay, welcome to today's episode where things are going to get a little bit woo. Today I want to talk to you about vows. So vows are broadly promises, deeds or sacred contracts and agreements that we make. We may have made them in this lifetime or in previous lifetimes and they are still affecting us now. They are usually unconscious and they may have been made uh, consciously, like in uh, marriage, for example, or unconsciously uh, or unintentionally, like in moments of trauma, um, be that in this lifetime or previous lifetimes. And they may have come about when we've made sudden and dramatic vows. I promise I'll never leave you, that kind of thing. So I want to talk to you today about the ones that we make contractually, physically or verbally. And then the ones that we make esoterically or spiritually. So let's talk about the contractual or physical or verbal ones first. These are relatively easy to identify and to disempower if we choose to. And um, these, like most things in our lives and our business, we, we overcomplicate. One of my most loved and longest serving mentors is Tony Robbins. I've been immersed in Tony's work for almost two decades, uh, and he's been one of the most influential masculine energies in my life, for which I'm so grateful. 
he says many, many amazing, amazing and powerful things. But one thing that he has consistently said uh, throughout his career that's always stuck with me is that the number one driver of human behavior is people's need to stay consistent with who they think they are. So he goes on to say that this need is so strong that people would rather die for it than admit that they were wrong or change their mind. And we see that in war, for example. On a very practical level, when we see the, we see this when we look at vows, once made or once signed, we allow these vows to become part of who we think we are. And we feel so attached to them, even though they might get to a point where they no longer serve us or we realize that they never did serve us, we have trouble letting them go. We feel like we can't revoke them. Now, I'm definitely not saying that we shouldn't be our word or we shouldn't honor our commitments. I'm not saying that we should just give up because something becomes too hard. But there are times in our life when it's not only okay, but it's fundamentally important for us to revoke these vows. It might be in the case of things like ending an abusive relationship or resigning from a toxic workplace. It might be selling a family home or resigning from a volunteer position, something that has a high level of um, commitment and emotion attached to it. When we make these decisions from a place of deep inner alignment and radical personal responsibility, we rarely go wrong. We can deal with the fallout and it's usually not as bad as, as we think it's going to be. So the caveat is when we make the decisions from the place of deep inner alignment and radical personal responsibility, um, that is, that's critical for the fallout to be easily managed and not be as bad as we think it's going to be. When we make them from our ego and we go off, um, uh, what in, I, this just phrase springs to mind. My dad always used to say, oh, you go off half cocked about that. You know, that's really just sprouting off going from our ego. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we make decisions from a place of deep inner alignment and radical personal responsibility. So when we make those decisions from those places in relation to practical vows, it's pretty easy. When it comes to esoteric or spiritual ones, that's where it gets a little bit more complicated. When it comes to those, we've often made vows related to things like poverty, silence, chastity, obedience, etc. And those play out differently in different areas of our lives. So as an example, many of us have um, been punished in past lifetimes for healing work. Uh, many of the women who are drawn to this kind of work and who will be listening to this, I know um, that this will resonate. So we might have been punished for healing work or for information sharing, and we were silenced at the time because of it. The vow of silence may have been enforced, so thrust upon us, or it may have been for our safety. Either way, it's something that's not required in this lifetime. And uh, paradoxically, it can actually be 
um, an obstacle to what we are here to do in this lifetime. So we might, in fact, be here to speak, to share, to lead. Um, and this vow of silence is a particular obstacle that needs to be revoked. We may have also taken these vows practically in this lifetime as a way to guarantee safety or as a maladaptive coping mechanism in trauma. And though at those times, they're usually unconscious until we do the core wound work around them. So today I want to share with you a snippet of the work that we do in my Rebel Life Bootcamp with this. In Bootcamp, we go through many of these in all areas of life. So relationship, money, work, business, fulfillment, health, all the areas. And because everyone has lifetime access to that curriculum, we can revisit it every month if we need to, as many times as we want, over and over and over again. Um, which, as I always say to you, as a bearer of bad news, that is what we've signed up for in this life of being human. So let's create a strategy and a community around um, doing that together as we ascend and go through more and more and more layers. But anyway, today I want to introduce you to the process of revoking esoteric or spiritual vows. So these can be from this lifetime or from many lifetimes. We look at them all. And also as a side point, uh, I want to mention that sometimes we don't need, we don't know um, where something comes from. We don't need to know in order to be able to do something about it. We might never know, and it might actually not be safe for us to know. In my um, previous practice, when I saw clients uh, individually in kinesiology, part of setting up a kinesiology balance and going through the mechanisms that we use is to actually ask the um, being or the body if it is perfectly safe and okay for us to work on something. So sometimes we need to know sometimes we don't need to know sometimes it's safe sometimes it's not safe to know but in the um, in relation to revoking these vows we can um, we can uh, introduce broad uh, remedies I guess to help us with things that might be we might be holding on to from from past lifetimes so we can renounce these vows broadly with the right intention we can simply, we can do that simply by creating sacredness through our intent, ceremony or our ritual. And we can say, uh, we can revoke these vows through speech. So we can say things like, I hereby revoke any and all promises, contracts, vows, oaths, spells, pacts, bindings or agreements that I have ever made. I revoke any and all vows that are not serving my highest good and the highest good of the collective. I revoke these in all concepts of time, in all dimensions and in all lifetimes. I hereby sever and make null and void at root cause any problems, contracts, vows, oaths, spells, pacts, bindings or agreements between me and all entities causing interference. These include all that may be secret, hidden, invisible, covert, unseen, unheard, unknown, unacknowledged and undisclosed. I hereby sever all vows and contracts that I have made, either knowingly or unknowingly, that have interfered with universal love, light and truth. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you can create ceremony around how you choose to do that. In practical terms, it is very powerful to identify the core wounds that are underpinning these. I'm not going to go into the methodology here, but I'll share with you an overview of the process that we can use to cleanse these wounds. 
So first of all, we need to begin with an intention. So the intention to see or to be shown where we have taken these vows. Now, when we, as I, I just mentioned that we can do that generally and broadly without needing to know, but what I'm talking about now is where we can actually ask uh, our inner being and ask powers higher than ourselves to help us to see or to be shown where we've taken these vows. If it's been in this lifetime, if it's been through our experience, through our childhood, through our uh, through our current life. So number one, our intention to see or to be shown where we have taken these vows. Number two is awareness. Having an awareness that we're living out or that we're playing one of these roles in relation to this position. In my book, I talk about all archetypes coming back to victim or perpetrator, uh, sorry, victim or aggressor. Um, but we can also look at the archetype or the role of rescuer. So where in our lives are we playing victims? What or who are we perpetuating? Who are we rescu rescuing? Who are we attempting to save? So that's about awareness, awareness that we are actually performing one of those roles. Next one is acknowledging the wound. So acknowledging the underlying wound. We need to look deeper beneath the layers to the core messages that underpin the situation. So what is the lesson that is there for us? What has the universe tried to communicate to us through that experience? How is that situation or experience that we have been through or endured been for growth? Even though it seems rough, we're looking for the messaging. How has this been orchestrated by a loving universe that wants to remind us who we really are? So this helps us to identify disempowering core beliefs that we have taken on because of it. And it will usually relate to abuse, abandonment, betrayal, unworthiness, trust, or separation. Those are the six things that almost everything comes back to. So once we've identified these things, we can apply the correct sacred medicine to heal that wound. Now, that might be through inner child work, connection to the divine masculine or the divine feminine or other acts of sacred reparenting. And then we get to rebel. We get to choose to revoke any and all vows that no longer serve us. We get to stand in the light and grow in our courage to be ourselves. And this is why this work is so powerful, because we release at the core what is blocking us from being at home in ourselves. And when we're able to chip away at that layer by layer by layer, we grow in our capacity to be, do, have and hold all the things that we want in our lives. Okay. I was going to go into something else then. I feel like I could talk about this for hours, but I'm not going to right now. I'll honour your time and I'll stop and I'll revisit um, aspects from, from this on future episodes because I know that it, there will be valuable things um, in there.
for people. So I hope that there's been a golden nugget somewhere in today's episode for you talking about these um, vows that we've taken on, be they the practical, uh, contractual, or verbal ones, or these long-standing esoteric or spiritual vows that are impacting us in different areas of our lives now. I can't wait to hear about any insights that you have and to be with you again uh, same time next week. So in the meantime, don't forget to hit subscribe to uh, the episode, to the podcast, so you will receive the episodes each week. If you have enjoyed this or you enjoy any of the other episodes, please rate them um, and leave a review so it shows up on searches and feeds to help more people. If you haven't already done so, jump over to my website at www.samanthagoldsmith.com and download my free self-doubt eraser guided meditation. And you can stay connected there to be the first to hear when my new book, Her Great Rebellion, The Radical Act of Remembering Who You Really Are, goes on pre-sale. And um, here's a heads up, it's actually going to be this week, fingers crossed. So jump over there and uh, uh, order a copy. And remember, if you're ready to overcome the fear of being yourself by remembering who you really are and experiencing radical self-confidence, radical ease and radical trust in yourself and the universe, jump on the website and check out my Rebel Life Bootcamp for lifetime access to the materials, to the curriculum and to the community that will support that process. Until then, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sister. I'll see you next week.